Greetings and welcome back to another review of The Mandalorian. Today we're reviewing episode four. Yes, we're already four episodes in, halfway through the season. Pretty crazy. The show's only been around for about three weeks. But yeah, The Mandalorian chapter four is directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Has the same cast, but doesn't have Werner Herzog, Carl Weathers, or... um. Or Nick Nolte this time around. This one adds Gina Carano into the cat into the show for the first time, and I've been pretty excited to see her because, you know, I was just really intrigued by her character of Cara Dune and what she would bring. I'll talk about her a bit later, but yeah. So of course, after last week's episode, Mando takes off with Baby Yoda, and they're finding a place to lay low. That's just all you need to know going in. And this episode titles Sanctuary, and I think after seeing the episode, that completely makes sense. Anyway. I'm gonna start talking. First of all, of course, in the opening scene, I was pretty confused by this opening scene, which was this village being attacked with a woman and her kid, and they play back later, so it all makes sense by the end, but I was really confused during the scene. I was like, what is going on? Am I just half asleep? But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I found it pretty random and felt un-Star Wars-like, so by that start of the episode, I was like, this is probably gonna be the worst episode, even from the first opening scene. I was just like... Luckily, however, the episode didn't go as low as I was expecting from the from the opening scene. It actually became a really, fant- not fantastic, but a really great episode of television. It's probably the weakest so far, which I think most people would probably agree on. But it's still definitely a good episode and actually pretty great, to be honest. But of course, the first thing we see is Mando arriving on the planet of Sorgan, if I'm not wrong. And he arrives and he heads into this cantina. He's like, baby Yoda, you stay on the ship. Of course, he follows him out. They walk out like the two most awesome people of all time, father and son. It's Lily, Luke, Luke, and Darth Vader all over again. Not really, but you get what I mean. And we arrive at a cantina, and we arrive at a cantina, and then Mando goes in. He suspects about this character who is played by Gina Carano, and it's Cara Dune. So Mando's looking at her. She looks pretty suspicious, and... Once Mando orders their drinks, he heads out, leaves Baby Yoda inside, pays the bartender to take to look after the kid, and they had this nice little fist fight, which was pretty, which was really Western-like, and I loved that. That was one of my that fight scene was really quick but really good. And then we just had Baby Yoda appearing, just eating soup. As funny as that was, I felt the tone shifted a little too quickly and a little too abruptly, and I found that to be. One of the major issues this episode is that the tone was a little inconsistent at points. But every almost everything that's ever been created has, at points, an inconsistent tone. So it's pretty hard. But the other episodes, I feel like, flowed a lot more smoothly. This one, this one was kind of interrupted by weird tonal shifts, unfortunately. But that was just... That was probably my biggest point, biggest complaint with the episode to the end. But as... So Cara doing Mando, they're talking and all, and then... Afterwards, Mando meets these uh, meets these farmers who tell him, you know, we need help to go back. It's not safe and everything. Mando goes back. He offers Kara do Kara to um, help him, and kind of she's gonna get paid too and everything. And they kind of grow this bond throughout the episode. They become friends and working partners and everything, which was nice. And they head to this village where we learn that where we meet this girl we we saw at the beginning of this film, Mando, and you can see. They're really forming a bond, and she's really connecting to Mando, and Mandal- the Mandal- 
our Mandalorian is feeling pretty pretty unusual because he actually really does have a connection to this character. I found that to be a pretty interesting twist I didn't really expect going into this episode. So I'll I'll take that with a lot a lot. And also we learned that when he was so the woman asked her asked him when was the last time he took off the helmet. Then he says yesterday, which is interesting because he obviously had to go to sleep and whatever. So he took it off yesterday. And then she asked, well, when was the last time he took it off in front of someone? Then he said, basically when I was a child. Because he points out to some of the kids around them. He's like, since that age. That means, and then he confirms that he was saved by the Mandalorians. They took him in. He might not have been saved by the Mandalorians, but they took him in. They raised him as if he were born of, of, the, of Mandalore culture. But he wasn't. He was taken. The Mandalorians raised him. That, that's where he got his identity from and all that. Interesting to learn in this episode, but I, f- I thought the best development they did with this character was probably in this episode out of the entire four episodes. The way he connected to this, to this human character she- he met and how she serves him drinks. Then to eat them, he had to take off the helmet. So once everyone goes away, he takes it off. He stares out to the kids. He takes it off. He leaves it on the, um, you know, on the, on the window, I guess you could say, and then he starts eating. Of course, they don't show us his face or the back of his head. Now, we already know he's going to look like Pe- Pedro Pascal. Or at least we think he'll look like Pedro Pascal. Might not, but he's being played, being voiced by Pedro Pascal. And I think played too. I'm not 100% sure on that one. So that's what we expect. And we, so we always had an expectation. Of, we obviously have an expectation of what he would look like. I still want to see that, but... I'm thinking more and more we will get it, but I don't think we'll get it till the series finale of the show. No, I'm kidding. I think by the end of the season, we would get it. And if we don't get it in the season finale of this season, we're not going to get it till the, till the series finale of the show. Keep that in mind, okay? I'm just saying. I'm just giving it, telling you guys that in advance. Because yeah, I really want to see it, but, you know, we didn't get that. So then Cara Dune and Mandalorian head into the forest where they see an Imperial ATST. Nice little surprise, although this was in one of the Lego sets, so that's why I was wondering about a week ago if this was going to show up in this episode, because of course we knew Cara Dune or Gina Carano's character was coming in this episode, but yeah, it was. We see the ATST, and then it makes complete sense how it ties into the story. There's these alien twats that show up, and the Mandalorians, pretty much, the Mandalorian and Cara Dune pretty much tell the villagers, you know, you have to leave because it isn't safe, but they said they'll fight. There's this really nice action scene towards the end with the ATSCs and the villagers. But my only problem with it was that I felt it was a little lower quality than the, la- than the other fight scenes on the show. It was fun to watch, but it was really dark. And I think it was kind of to hide poor stunt work. Because the cuts were pretty quick for something which has been awesome so far. But And I felt there were a lot of close-up shots that weren't much wides. So maybe this was just a really hard fight scene to pull off on TV, and it's kind of one you would see in the cinema. It's not really on TV. So I guess that, and oh my God, I bet you there's one scene that I think almost everyone would have gotten, almost had a heart attack. So of course, Baby Yoda sitting down. The Mandalorian reveals to the woman that he's leaving. You know, the woman wants to take his helmet off. You know, he says no. And then you can see they have a real connection. And if, and... You even despite not knowing this wasn't gonna happen, we're still left weighing up whether or not he is gonna settle down with her and you know stay and then take care of your baby Yoda and all that. But then he tells her you know take care of 
the kid, and then she says, yeah, I'll raise her as one of my own, everything like that. And you think Mando's heading off and no more baby Yoda. Oh my god. So this, this alien pulls out the gun. I'm pretty sure it's another bounty hunter. And blaster, aiming the blaster right at baby Yoda. And then you hear a gunshot. Mando turns around. Baby Yoda's still there. It's Gina Carano's character, Cara Dune. Blasting the alien. And the alien dies, basically. And then we have Mando and Cara Dune talking it over. And then they realize, yeah, the Mandalorian has to take baby Yoda. Because they know where they are now. Destroys the tracker. They get out of the planet. That pretty much wraps up the episode. Once again, with them leaving. If this, if these, if the, if these episodes had more, had better cliffhangers than them leave leaving somewhere, I think everything would just be a whole lot better. I don't know. That's just in my opinion. Because there's not much reason to really come back. Because Mando and Yoda are heading off for a third time in a row. Of course, the first one had an insane ending. But like, third time in a row, this thing. And just getting some really quick negatives. This episode was a little slow for my taste. The first three were, but they were a little more tight, and they needed to be like that. This one had a lot to explain, and they stretched it out by making it slow. Although, since it had so much, I could have probably used like another five or ten minutes, or maybe even twenty minutes of what was going on, because I feel like they were montaging through a little too much. That's just what I thought. But overall, the Mandalorian episode four is still is another solid one. It's the worst one so far, and Bryce Dallas Howard isn't directing any more episodes, which I'm actually pretty happy about, because I'm not wrong. Next week, we get Dave Filoni once again. The week after, we get Rick Famuyiwa. Then after that, we get, I think, Deborah Chow doing episode seven. Then the season finale is directed by Taika Waititi. I think IG-11 still not back, but I think it will be back in the season finale, but yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to give The Mandalorian Chapter 4 Sanctuary a B+. This was a very good episode, although it didn't quite live up to the last one, which was probably the best episode I'd seen this whole year on TV, to be honest. And yeah, as always, guys, thank you so much for watching. My review of Star Wars Return of the Jedi will probably have to come out next week because I'm pretty busy, and if I'm able to, I'll get it out tomorrow or Monday, but it's going to have to be delayed, so I'm going to have to do two reviews next week, so sorry, really, really sorry about that, guys. Anyways, always, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for watching, and I'll catch you in the next episode.